You're listening to Traumedy, the podcast that helps you transmute your trauma with comedy. It is not a replacement for trauma therapy, but it will help you get by between sessions. I'm your host, Nancy Norton. I'm a comedian, registered nurse, and a keynote speaker about the power of humor. Take your pain and play with it. That's the main thing we're going to do here today. This is part two with Amber Byers. This podcast has explicit content. I'm redoing this intro for this episode because I caught myself warning people that we're going to talk about vaginas as if that's something to be warned about. And I, I, I just realized that was reinforcing my own body shame about the most beautiful part of my anatomy in terms of potential pleasure it brings, babies it could have brought. I personally could not birth any live children, but uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing. The birth canal. If you are here listening to this, you probably came through the birth canal. At least something went in the birth canal to make you. Let's give it up for the birth canal. All right. Give it up for vaginas, everybody. Vaginas. Woo. And also, uh, we talk about writing and the writing process. And it's a wonderful episode. All right. Uh, here we go. Part two with Amber Byers starting now. We're back. We're back. <laughs> Welcome to Traumedy. Yes. Part two with Amber Byers. Thanks for coming back. Oh, thanks for having me again. <laughs> for, this has been, we've been running around. I've been running around. Amber has been sitting here patiently and so uh, very gracious about my shock and disbelief <laughs> that it was time for me to leave for my therapy appointment. That which, we had gone into a time warp at the some point in the last episode. Yeah, yeah. We were both kind of shocked. Yes. That it was time to go. Totally. And I've, it was such an abrupt ending. <laughs> yeah. And then I was running literally out and I go, good luck with your abandonment <laughs> issues. And I ran away, I know. <laughs> which was so funny because my reaction was, that's a good joke. I don't have those. And then I, I'm like, okay, I'm going to pick myself up and take myself out. And, and so your studio is in your garage. And because we live so close, I biked here. So my bike is in your garage and you just dashed off to, you know, go get ready for your uh, meeting. And then I was like, hold on, how do I get out of the garage? And so I was like, oh, no, no, here it is. Here's the button. So I let myself out. But then I was like, oh, this joke is actually funnier now that I'm relating to it even more. It's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Well, we had this intimate conversation <laughs> yeah. and then I just felt this ripping energy in my yeah. chest, you know, like, ow. And yeah. I wanted to call you as I was driving to yeah. my, it was a therapy appointment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was wanting to call you just to say, just to have closure. Yeah. Hey, you okay? You know, like just to have closure. Totally. Are you stuck we, in my garage still? Yeah. Did you make it out? Yeah. Did you make it out of the <laughs> escape room? That, yeah. And I didn't have your phone phone number in my phone for some reason. Yeah. Oh, anyway, that email. was, and so that was, that oh. added to my like, ah. Uh, totally. Was, anyway, what a wild. It was, and it's perfect though, because it led to me coming back. We decided what, two, three days later after we recorded last time, which was another time warp. Because we're like, who? When were we here? I don't remember. It feels like yesterday, but who are we? What day is it? I know. So, but yeah, perfect. And now we're here again. And yeah. maybe that wouldn't have happened if we'd had the calm down. And so. if we, if we'd like just, oh yeah, share that. 
story. Yeah. And I know I'm doing my, I, I'm doing, <laughs> I'm doing my, what is a spiritual parasympathetic reset I love it. where I just feel anxious and I, yeah, I put energy into my heart yeah. and just take a deep breath. And thank you. Yeah. <sighs> Beautiful. Here we are. Thank you. And we, and I lost the chip from our recording. <laughs> I don't know where it is right now. I think it might be the one we're using. I'm not even sure. So I might come back for session three <laughs> to redo session one. Yeah. This is part yeah. two of something that didn't even, <laughs> yeah, get, you know, that I've lost. So I don't know. that be a trip? The listeners are like, what are they talking about? <laughs> let's, rev- oh, yeah. let's review part one that may or may yeah. not be found. I feel okay. it will be found. Typically, yeah. when I lose stuff, it does come back. I mean, I have to kind of do a self-hypnosis and yeah. retrace my steps, yeah. but I've actually posted stuff on Facebook before. I lost my car keys oh, no. one time, and I mean, it was so interesting. I had so many friends message me on how to retrace, how to find. Oh, interesting. And, and yet there was a part of me that had blocked out that my lovely neighbor donated some canned dog food <gasps> to me, and I had thrown the keys on top of the cans of dog oh. food. It was, like a ca- it was like a case. Yeah. And the loose Perfect. Ca- and the Got keys kind of yep. went down in the cans, yep. sat it here in the same garage <laughs> under the ping pong table, and compl- just that piece I could not recall, oh. and I could, those turned up, I think three months later. Oh, <laughs> wow. That's but I'm a- hoping this will be a faster turnaround. <laughs> so this will be great. This ses- part two pre- is a prequel by three months <laughs> to part one. <laughs> and then maybe there's a part three in the middle that recaptures. <laughs> yes. That would be hilarious. It could be. Wow. No. It will. It will. I really, resurface. I, it will. Yeah. But just if it doesn't, let's recap a little bit. Yeah. One of the things uh, we were talking about was, gosh, the, when you're, you're a writer. Yes. And so you're used to doing a first draft or maybe, well, how Mm -hmm. did, tell me about your process. I'm making (laughs) assumptions over here. With my writing? Yeah. Yeah. I think I brought it up to you because as I left, right, I get out of your garage and I'm going home and processing and, you know, it feel in the feels and, you know, and then also thinking in my head, wow, I could have said that part better. Or maybe I was on a meandering story and should have just got to the point. And so it's all the little um, negative beliefs or negative thoughts that come up. And so then when we started today, I was like, I just want to check in. It's like my student personality. I want to see from the teacher, how am I doing? Am I good enough? Am I worthy? Am I valued? You know, all that stuff is really what the question is. Yeah. But I was thinking about it in these past few days since we didn't see each other. And I was like, hold on, I can answer that for myself, you know? But then when I, when I did sit down, I was like, Hey, just, just because this is your show and your podcast, was there anything that I that you wanted more of or less of, or, you know, we have the opportunity to talk again. And yeah. so it came up because I gave you an example of when we were talking about gender and I try not to repeat stereotypes. And I was talking about my hair and how that impacts gender expression. And then I was like, hmm, I wonder if that was conveying the stereotype you know, because I think we pick up on stereotypes, even if it's a, hey, here's that stereotype and we're coming over here. Yeah, you know what I mean? of course. Yeah. And how can it not be imprinted in, yes. and, and all interwoven with the language and, and our belief yeah. systems? Because 
even if we are learning and unlearning, there's still, like you say, the baseline of the collective belief of this culture, you know, that we are, did we, I can't remember where we left off because I obviously I haven't listened to it because <laughs> I can't, can't find, the find it unless it's this one and I so I appreciate that that you yeah. asked first of all and then I had to come out to you as a non-teacher yes. <laughs> and, and yeah. as a peer and yeah. even though I'm the host in quotes and I am but I feel like Honestly, I feel like higher power is the host. Is that too much out there? No, I love that. I actually feel higher power has asked me to do this as part Mm -hmm. of, you know, just my healing and an offering and I can't explain it, but I turn it over to higher power and I do the legwork and, you know, and, but I, it just feels divinely guided. Every person that has come, I can't explain it, but it just feels like the perfect guest at that time. Each week, it's wild to me, and I can't take credit. So, I I love the peer to peer sharing here. For sure, we don't have to be. I I backed off my microphone. We don't have to be (laughs) perfect. It's okay to it's okay to back off the microphone (laughs) now and then and make uh, whatever. It doesn't even have to be called a mistake or less than or anything. If and and you pointed out when I brought this up, you were like ah because we had talked about me being a perfectionist. And that perfectionism makes me feel safe. Yeah. And so to, like, you gave me an aha moment before we started recording today. Like, oh, imperfection can be safe too. Yeah. And now that you bring in the higher power, I'm like, oh, that's so beautiful and so humbling. Like, who am I to say I should have told that story differently? It came out the way it came out because that was the way it was meant to come out. And I just love that so much. Thank, so you. thank you. I did yeah. too. I'm yeah. doing, I do my little butterfly hug sometimes because mm. it's yeah. like it's me hugging myself but also yeah. sort of when you say you had an aha moment mm-hmm. that it's a gift to me and it validates <laughs> it just validates intuition and yes again that I, I I don't take credit I just love like trusting this process mm-hmm. and then being totally. just that's I said let's share that because yeah. so many people are paralyzed I'm paralyzed yeah. by perfectionism. And let mm-hmm. me tell you the truth. You know, I, I edit this. I try to look, make myself <laughs> mm-hmm. look better yeah. than I am. Cause I have yeah. this ADHD and I do tell stories that I'm like, eh, maybe I shouldn't have yeah. said that. So maybe that's why we can't find it. It's like, you can't edit right now from the universe. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give well, it back to you when yeah. you've gotten over this little yeah. insecurity. Well, <laughs> and that's where eventually I think I want this to be more just alive, yeah. live raw yeah. I, because the authentic share, I think, yeah. is palpable. Yes. And it really is. And part of me just doesn't want to waste people's time with my mm. overshares. Or sometimes I share the same story. Too. It's like, do, I'm, oh. I think I'm sharing the same story again. You have not met my mom. Okay. <laughs> Does, you remember, did she, I, did she, she would tell the same stories so much that there was one story she told repeatedly about something she had experienced. And her sister then adopted it as her own memory and told the story back to my mom saying, do you remember when I did this, whatever it was? <laughs> and my mom was like, Oh, interesting. Like, tell me about it. And she didn't even correct her. She just let her own her story. Cause she like, told it so many times. It, well, that's yeah. interesting too. Yeah. 
how our stories, and I have that with people. If you share something with me and I, I picture it in my mind's yes. eye, sometimes I'm like, was I there or did I just yeah. picture it? I and get a little, like, yeah, memory like, is a funny, it is it's a funny thing. But I bet our bodies process it the same, whether it actually happened or not. Mm, that's I a good point know. because uh, Wendy Friesen, who's the hypnotherapist, mm. a way one way of manifesting is to create memories in the future. So that. yeah, you you create yeah. the memory. Your brain doesn't know the difference. And then again, I do believe again in higher power. So I think we co-create with the loving universe. And hey, man, I think the universe really wants to give us what we want. Yeah, so it, totally. That's where it's so helpful to let go of some of my inner critic voices so that yeah. I'm not uh, putting that out, like the fears mm-hmm. out more than the yes. desires. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's huge. Good talk. Oh, thanks. I'm going to take a sip. You, yeah. Thank you. We were looking at our, uh, we have a little table between us. <laughs> yeah. We have comfort drinks. With, with how many drinks? Five drinks between the two of us. <laughs> we but you have, know, yeah. you brought some, I brought some. We got Some are just extra this mm-hmm. is floating around. Uh, have a sip you know of tea. You know what's funny is um, there was a study that gave people like milkshakes and half the group, they said, this is like a milkshake from a diner or whatever. And half the group, they said, it's a like healthy smoothie or something. And then they studied the people's bodily reactions, like their glucose level or whatever. And they responded differently. I so the people who thought it, it was healthy their body, like their blood sugar didn't get all wacky. And the people who thought it was super bad for them responded as if it was bad for them. I need more data points on that. So I wonder, so you're saying the glucose level, it spiked. Mm -hmm. And And I could be making up glucose level, but that's what I think. Whatever the data point was, it's like it did something where it would tax your body in a bad way. Like, oh, you're going to have an insulin spike and then you're going to... Instead, that's, you know, and I believe it because, uh, again, I keep going back to Wendy Friesen, but we talked about the biology of belief by Bruce Lipton, who said, I mean, gosh, there's people who have dissociative identity disorder in some personalities have an allergy and in another personality, they do not have the allergy. Like that's how strong our belief could be. So I'm, that's what it is. It's just what you believe. Yeah. And it's funny because my husband's response when I shared that he's like, oh, great. All I have to do is tell myself this junk food is good for me. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. That's not <laughs> why I told you this story. That's not the point. And he's like, sounds like the point to me. <laughs> and, like, and now years later, I was like, eh, all right, fine. That's <laughs> funny. That sounds like I used to do diabetic teaching yeah. as a nurse when I did home care visits in Hawaii. In, and in a lot of Polynesian culture, it's a status symbol to be large Mm -hmm. to be big like that's that's the king Mm -hmm. and this guy was a Samoan chief yeah and I was trying to tell him he had to limit his banana intake first of all (laughs) (laughs) but if you just bananas well there were that no but that was just one of the like here's how many bananas you could have or here's how many okay and then in their living room was an entire like stock of bananas like that Mm. It wasn't just about the bananas, but it was anything I would say, like you could have a half a piece of bacon and then, you know. That's and, a little and, amount of bacon. Isn't that who, is, that's torture. <laughs> that's like bacon torture. And I am a vegetarian, but I never okay. argue. I never argue with the flavor of bacon. <laughs> yeah. Though I heard there's mushroom bacon out there that's so good right now. I want to try like vegetarian it. Vegetarian bacon? Yeah. I eat yeah. a lot of veggie, like tempeh yeah. bacon. Yeah. But this new one, 
showing up in my, in my Instagram reels. Yeah. <laughs> it's an ad. I don't, why am I doing an ad for mushroom bacon? But <laughs> yeah. But if they hear you say, okay, you can have this huh. much bacon. Yeah. And he's like, she's not got bacon. They're not hearing the point. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> People hear what they want to hear. Yeah. What about yeah. that? That's okay. Everybody listening can hear what they want to hear. Yeah, they'll just take it and run with it, get whatever message they need to hear, and maybe it's what we said and maybe not. Yeah, not and that's really. fair. Yeah. It, everything Wild. That is the thing. We put it out there. We express, but we can't control how people right. receive it. I, I know so many folks who are frozen in starting a project, mm-hmm. or like me, I'm frozen on my memoir. Mm-hmm. That's something I want to work mm-hmm. on with you and yeah. learn how to, what are the steps and how how can I do it? Yeah. Uh, express this. It feels definitely it's been asking to be written for a long time. For sure. And I have not been able to sit down and do it or stand. I guess I could stand. Yet. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? It doesn't also have to be just you, you know, because maybe I think it was Brene Brown talks about she took the writing experience out of individual writing and you know, got a cabin for the weekend and invited a bunch of friends and said, you're going to sit there and take notes while I tell you these stories. I love that too. And now that we have Descript or whatever these uh, voice to text, I started trying to write it on voice to text to see if that would help in that, in the transcription piece. Although I love writing longhand because there's something for me, the mind body connection, I have a flow. That's probably how you learned, right? Or the bulk of your time writing is pen yeah but I just find there's something that is a direct connection that way but also spoken obviously yeah so what so talking about that and I I know we're we're what we kind of cut off on was something about your medical or physical condition and and but before we I know this one I wanted to tell (laughs) the listener we are going to get to it because I know that's what we left as the cliffhanger (laughs) on part one but is it okay to yeah one other thing about because I just answered yes and I don't even know what you're asking (laughs) I didn't finish my sentence (laughs) I wanted to go back and ask what your writing process is because I think there's so many people that have a book in them Mm -hmm. or a story I mean uh, would you feel like sharing your process yeah totally so I'm writing six different books at the moment Five of them are picture books, some for kids, some for adults. And they're in, some of them are done, right? Like I'm just trying to find an illustrator. Um, there's this indigenous one that, so I went to a yoga class and came out of yoga at the end and just had it. So a picture book, do you know Michaela Goad? I don't know if I'm saying I don't. Name, her name correctly. I don't. She wrote, um, or she illustrated We Are Water Protectors oh. and Berry Song. She's She's mostly an illustrator, but I think she's written her own books too. So um, anyway, fabulous indigenous illustrator. And oh, I want to check her out. So good. We'll put go that to the in library. the library. Sh- and go to the library, Nancy. <laughs> yeah. And what about, uh, should we put that in the show links yeah. too? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Link, I'll just have like a huge bibliography of books. You could just read all these or just go to your library. Go to your them. local library. Yeah. So um, anyway, I finished a yoga session and I had these lines of a story that just came to me. And so I, I put them in a, I text to myself, you know, or I have a notes app or usually it's a text because a notes app like just disappears into wherever, but the text, then it'll come back to me. Um, so I, I just wrote the whole thing, a few lines. It's not very big. 
And now I'm like, well, now I just want to figure out, I've reached out to her and her agent through her website and I'm, I'm not getting a response. And so I'm like, I don't even know if this is me pitching a project because my book that I, that what I've published in the past has been self-published. So I have zero experience with the traditional publishing. So okay. I'm like, am I pitching something to you and you're going to illustrate it and take it? Or am I looking to hire you as a client because you're the illustrator and I'm paying you? I don't know. I don't know how any of that works. Oh, Okay. So anyway, that's that's how I wrote one of the books, just on my little yoga mat at the end of yoga class, <laughs> texting myself. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. And I think I love hearing that too. And I need to remember because I, I was driving to a gig last night and I had an hour and a half drive or hour and 45, whatever. I, yeah. I had some stuff come to me that was cracking me up. I was nice. laughing out loud. But yeah. then by the time I got there, I'm like, what, what was that? <laughs> yes, ah, I, that. I could have done voice to text, I guess. Mm -hmm. But I, it, so be sure and I guess keep notepads or use your phone. And yeah. that's a great reminder to me anyway, to get, to make sure and record it. Cause especially yeah. with where I am, obviously can't find the chip to this thing that I, or I don't know. And my memory, it's just a lot. There's a lot in the hard drive that's yeah. purging daily. <laughs> Yes. Also my, my tip, because I do jot things down. I have this folder on my computer that's called the, my idea box for writing. Okay. And so I just have various word files in there. Yeah. But my longer books clearly have their own word doc. Um, I'm, you know, my one that's of the six stories that's not a picture book is a collection of short stories. So I don't know what my writing process is for that. It's just been wild. <laughs> Yeah, so it varies with each each project, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I I was just curious, like with com with comedy. Now my writing, I write on stage, and then mm. and then I sort of let go of it. So I really, <laughs> I need. <laughs> what do you to, mean the physical paper? Uh, no, just uh, just write. Oh, you mean the word? I, I just say it. Okay, and then I think, oh, I'll remember that, mm. but then I don't. For but, sure. But back in the day when I was more structured, yeah. I was writing then refining then refining mm -hmm. and then with, with comedy you know brevity is the soul of wit so you try to get it down to yeah. the syllable and the, the shortest amount of beats yeah. that can say what you need to say yeah but and that's also another fear with comedy is watching other comics and did I hear because sometimes I will go around going have you heard this because this came to me too easily I think yeah and so I'll check in and go no I haven't heard it. I haven't heard it and then I'm like, oh yeah, okay, I wrote it. I don't, yeah. I, I, I worry. Plagiarism is a fear, but then there is the collective unconscious where several people mm -hmm. have similar ideas. I, yeah, I agree. And I don't know if you've heard of Liz Gilbert's book, Big Magic. See, here's another book for the show notes. Yeah, <laughs> and I know I've seen, I've seen her on podcasts yeah. or on YouTube. Big She's Magic. So good. Okay, no, I don't know but that. But yeah, such a good one. She talks about ideas and I cannot let go of this idea because she had started a story and ended up needing to set it aside. Like she went into research. She had tons of work. She poured herself into this and then life went sideways for a couple of years. And when she returned back to it, she just found the energy was gone. So she couldn't write it. And she ended up talking to a friend that she had met and hugged at some point in between there. And that friend was writing a story that was exactly the same as hers. It was, and I don't remember all the details. It was like something in South Africa with a 
family of somebody, I don't know if they were, I, I'm just making this up, if they were medical or lawyer or timber people, I don't know, whatever they were, it was the same story. Wow. And she was like, but not the exact same people or just a similar storyline, just a different flavor, okay. but same, same, like same context, same plot, same, all of it. It was like goosebumps. Right. And, and basically what she came out of that experience with was there's, what if ideas are alive? You know, like what, how do we know as humans, we can't sense the same thing that even dogs can sense. And so what if ideas are little beings that we can't see and embody us or, you know, are using us to like jump from host to host because they just want to be seen. I don't know. No. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I, Cause I've thought about people talk about ghosts or something yeah. and I will be like, I feel like they're like consciousness clouds and I don't understand mm-hmm. it. Uh, but that's just a term that I've come up with about consciousness yeah. clouds and I don't know if it's a reminiscent, like an aroma that's left behind and there's the actual molecule. I don't yeah, know what's yeah. going on on a quantum physics level right? or the collective, you know, the ideas, like you say, I feel like sometimes higher powers asking uh, for someone to birth this mm-hmm. on this earth plane. Yeah. And many people can be birthing the same ideas at mm-hmm. the same time and and it, that's always weird with the ego and ownership yeah. and yes and, and copyright law co- yeah yeah <laughs> uh, copyright laws and yeah. information uh what is that called like uh information rights yeah is that the same as copyright I, I don't know that term I don't either I made it up but I <laughs> there, no, there's something about there's the word information my brain's not making it happen there's no, I love about, that no there's something about okay idea we are open to you to receive yeah <laughs> where did you go well, yeah, and just, uh, yeah, if if not, sometimes I think that, like, if I get my ego out of it, I'm like, well, I'm glad it came to the earth, although yeah. it, somehow it causes a little pain. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had that little bit of a pain inside when someone else is doing an idea that you had? Mm-hmm. My brother and I were just talking yesterday, and my brother Bob and I have, there's something, I love the vibe we have. It's a very yeah. creative vibe, and he has a book of inventions. So yeah. I, I mean, it's similar. I mean, it's a book and That's so I've cool. been around when he's talked about them yeah. 10 years before the invention came to fruition Whoa. and he didn't bring them necessarily yeah. to the world, but he does have some patents on a couple things, uh-huh. but he's like, now someone's done it. Like he came yeah. up with a digital camera way back in the seventies. He, yeah. he got the idea how you would do a digital camera. And then he told me about flat screen TVs way before they would ever yeah. happen. And there are so many things. But I don't, I think it, he says, like he just said this yesterday, it really validates his, whatever that is, that he can trust his ideas, that mm. he's getting good ideas. Yep. And, and it's something I think he has to battle because my dad would sometimes shut down and say, oh, you can't, mm. or that's not, you know, the creativity. I, I didn't know that. He told me that later after my dad passed that he sometimes stifled or undermines his confidence and his ideas or just that they're too hard or that won't work or you know something I can't remember I was surprised to hear that because my dad I didn't think of him that way that kind of goes back to that inner critical parent Mm -hmm. that's how we call it in my recovery work like your inner critic Mm -hmm. and that inner critical the the role of the inner critical parent in my work is as trying to keep us safe 
Yeah. So it's sort of like anticipating what the actual parent is going to do or whoever was in mm-hmm. that trusted position that maybe violated a trust mm-hmm. and then how to tell the intercritical parent we're safe now and we don't need that right yeah. now. You just we're, we're safe in imperfection. And thank them like, hey, thank you, yeah. intercritical parent. I know you're trying to make us safe, but we're okay. Yeah. We don't have to be That's perfect beautiful. to be lovable, worthy, and okay. Yeah. All right. That was great. And I love how we've came back because I was thinking in the first episode, which, you know, may or may not resurface, it was (laughs) kind of laying the groundwork of my life where, uh, how, how I've come to experience humor, right? Because in the past, you know, we, we covered all that and really now I'm embarking on this new journey of humor and, it was just, it was kind of nice to have the breaking point. Like, okay, that was a little bit of intense stuff and it was still beautiful and there was still laughter last time, but now it's like, oh, okay, we've moved through it. We've laid the, yeah. oh, I think you had asked, um, is, am I bringing lightness into my relationships with others? And I was like, oh no, we've just been fighting, like <laughs> just bringing up all the muck. And, and then that was a story that I was about to dive into was the the medical thing. I was like, wait, actually it hasn't all been awful fighting and muck. There's there's certain circumstances that have kind of led me into this lightness and not taking myself so seriously anymore. And that's what you're gonna share that now. Was, that was yeah, so that you was ha- the story that we were we we ended with. That was a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. That was the cliffhanger. Okay. Yeah. So that is a medical situation. Yeah. So and this is just going to be, I forgot to check with you before we started. It's, it's talks about reproductive, uh, word. Are you okay with the word vagina? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I, you know, it's interesting. <laughs> You're just bringing up some stuff about this. Cause it's, I, yes, I am. I am. I will be, I'll make myself okay with it. No, Whoa, it is. No, is I, yes. No, it's coming up is like, I remember walking home from school. You're bringing back a memory that I didn't know I had a vagina. Let me just say this. Yeah, a lot of people I was don't. so oblivious to the fact I didn't even know what a vagina was. Mm -hmm. And somehow the boys had health class in sixth grade. I think it was sixth grade, sixth grade. I am, I hadn't started my period. I started my period uh, between middle school and high school. I was late uh, compared to the other girls. So I was like, I was thinking God was going to spare me because I was such a tomboy. I was like, yes, God understands. (laughs) But anyway, I remember walking over from school and this kid, Jeff, my neighbor, uh, not Jeff Clinkenbeard. I just want to say that because he, if he's listening, it's not you. <laughs> it was the a different other, Jeff. The other Jeff. It was a different Jeff. <laughs> Jeff Walser. And I remember him. I mu- I think they must have said this in the health class to the boys. And we didn't have, I think we were a day behind. Like it was going to be the girls health class okay. the next day, maybe. Okay. But I'm walking home from school and Jeff's like, I bet you didn't even know you had a vagina. Oh, they told them everything. Yeah. <gasps> but then I was, and I was trying to like, you know, mask yeah. that I did, but I called it, I go, yeah, I did. I go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I did. I know I have a vagina. I know. <laughs> I have a vagina. I know I have a totally. vagina. So, oh. so, Jeff. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then he, I can't remember. I think he, he laughed and uh, ran away. 
<laughs> what do you say after that anyway? <laughs> Where's that conversation going to go? Magina. <laughs> I have a magina. Okay. Yeah. We just proved all sorts of intelligence. You know what? Actually, but, so. Yeah. Okay. So I'm comfortable. Let's. Okay. That was good little break for it a It was. And now I think we should have a public service announcement <laughs> because I think a lot of people do confuse vagina and vulva. Yeah. So. And then so, also, I, and this, you have to do this pun, public cervix announcement, which is, <laughs> <laughs> that's so lame, but you have to do it. Yeah. It's right there. But yeah, the very end of the vagina, which is actually part of the uterus. V- vaginas are actually quite complicated now that I think about it. <laughs> so yeah. go ahead. So what you're saying is. Well, yeah, because I read in a book um, for teens, it was, it was like a popular book about puberty like American Girl or something talking about whether to shave your vul or no to shave your vagina and they got it so so the vagina is the internal tunnel yeah okay from the cervix and uterus to the to the vulva yeah the vulva the external part that has hair and the flaps and yeah flaps yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's, there's more. I, I, I didn't go to nursing school okay you know though <laughs> i did and i still have flap issues um <laughs> the labia majora and That's the menorah it. there we wait and, a menorah is, the, it is called the menorah no, no not like the, the jewish candle <laughs> like not for hanukkah don't That's light your menorah do not light your menorah on fire oh wow unless you want to i mean i don't want to tell people what yeah. to do what? Wow. This, this is why we are so confused. But the, so the external yeah. with the hair, labia yep. majora, yep. and then the little, you know, mucosa, smaller little flap is yeah. called the labia minora. Perfect. Minora. Minora. Spelled differently, I think. <laughs> the minora, I think. We need that, to put a link to this. <laughs> we'll have, we'll draw here's some your, pictures. Here's your candles for Hanukkah. <laughs> and here's, here's your candles <laughs> for your vulva. <laughs> They're, you know, whatever size you like. Yeah. But yeah. And then here's fun. Here's fun. Uh, Vaginal atrophy is a fun thing after menopause. Okay. And loss of hair. So I was just talking to my friend Stephanie, episode two. Stephanie McHugh. I was talking about performing at this nude uh, ranch, nude ranch. And we were going to get back to your (laughs) reproductive story. Yeah. So I had, I thought, well, man, I've done, yeah, naked. It's a nude call. It's a family. and. Performer, yep. wow. yes, okay. I just had to get up to speed on that. Yeah, Continue. and it's optional because Anth- that's not terrifying at all. Anthony, <laughs> yeah, and Anthony Crawford, it, he books it, and he's a member of this. The uh, what is it called? Oh, I'll think of it. It's Mountain Air Ranch, Mountain Air Ranch in okay. Littleton, Colorado, and it's a very family friendly, very body positive place. It's yeah. not like a swinger place. Yeah, it is just body positive nudists. Yeah. And so I thought, wow, I've done stand-up 30, 35 years. I've never performed naked. I'll, I'll take the gig. No way. And I did. I told him my insecurity. I said, listen, I've lost some pubic hair. I'm a little like, maybe I could draw it with a Sharpie. I was like <laughs> trying to process like oh, how to same. show up. And I, um, I, had a, I had a friend who used to do a joke in her act about losing her pubic yeah. hair after menopause. She goes, I think I need you a little comb over, <laughs> you know. And it is something that That's great. I don't feel like our mothers prepare us for the postmenopausal yeah. changes. Right. And so that's just something that you feel like, wait, something's wrong with me, but turns out, eh. So yeah. I got there and yeah, there was maybe, I feel like she was 70 
and had no pubic hair. And I thought, oh, we do sort of revert back to prepubescent. Totally. I didn't know that. And as a nurse, I should know this, but not everybody does. Yeah. So no. you can't say. I think we, this really is a public service announcement that, for listeners. Because who, who else are you going to hear this from? And they're all different. That's another thing. It's yeah. just embracing, uh, you know, you got one. It's just like breasts being different sizes. You might have one labia majora here and a yeah. menorah over there. <laughs> we got to just embrace your yeah. unique, beautiful self. Yes. And if, okay, so that was a long Ooh, journey. That really wasn't an important one. I think it was too. Yeah. Okay. Lo- love yourselves no yes. matter what's going on. And I ended up feeling super comfortable performing I mean super comfortable is maybe an exaggeration but I felt comfortable but yeah. I was surprised as a non-binary a gender or whatever I haven't the nomenclature I haven't all yeah. figured out but I unsubscribed from gender so I guess yeah. that's more agender but then I'm up there with my naked female body that's curvy and maybe it's female or maybe it's not you know maybe well, it's more expansive well, that's, I mean, so I guess, do you, if, do well, you I just like feel like the term a- female is to me, this is something else I want to help de- delineate yeah. is like, okay, fem- back to reproductive stuff. Okay. Yeah. So, and again, we don't know what my DNA is because I've never had my DNA tested except mm-hmm. by the uh, Boulder County Jail. I <laughs> <laughs> have a copy. They have a copy of it. I haven't yeah. sent it in myself, but they're, yeah. I'm in the system. So, yeah. but, but what I'm saying is a female, female body okay like female just just medical female yeah. stuff by Bi- biologically female female male or intersex and then gender is a whole list of things that's a whole list I'm of with other. you okay cool cool yeah yeah so but I'm up there kind of standing like I do like Festus just get off a mule you know I'm like, like what Festus well Festus <laughs> just got off a mule Festus was Who on Festus? Festus was a character on Gunsmoke back in my day <laughs> and he was he okay. was always a bit parched he was okay. always trying to get someone to buy him a bourbon at the saloon with <laughs> Miss Kitty and he always oh. kind of he had you know he had a little hitch in his get along as we say mm-hmm. in the Ozarks he had, he, okay. stu- he kind of stood a little bow-legged, and I do sometimes stand a little bow-legged. I'm not bow-legged, but I stand like I've been on a mule. Like, I'll okay. slap my thighs and <laughs> have a half squat and like, hey, listen to your Uncle Nance tell a story. <laughs> so but I still did that, but I'm in my, you know, it's easier in my flannel and jeans than it is yeah. naked. But yeah. I, in my mind's eye, was still the same tomboy Nance. Yeah. I don't know what it, that looked like. I, I wish I had a video of it. But anyway... Yeah, they probably don't allow. Somebody was taking photographs. I'm trying to figure out who that guy was, but (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. He said he was going to send him to me and I never did get a copy. Well, let's, uh, okay, let's, now, that was a good little break about vaginas. I love, I don't think that um, story, I don't think I ever would have learned that from you in any other context. So that's great. That's the magic of tromedy. Yeah, the world is so much bigger than I knew. And it actually was traumatic for me to have a vagina. I really thought God was going to spare me because I felt I thought I was a boy. Then I look back now. I don't know. I was just like I said, I, I never felt like I really had gender dysphoria as much as society dysphoria. Yeah. And then what I was supposed to be like if I was yeah. female. Yeah. But so, oh, so. But today, yes, so. today we have... I have a vagina. I'm going to speak for myself. <laughs> yes. I do have a, I am an owner. I'm a proud yeah. owner of yeah. a vagina. 
Yeah, she's, and I call her she. Yeah. I gender my vagina. I <laughs> I don't know. Um, I you know it's so interesting though. I do embrace. I embrace the the joys, the joys that come awesome. out of the vagina, as we should, and vulva. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's so much joy to be had. Yes. It's not all just for reproduction. That's such a small part of I know. human bodies. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, <laughs> meanwhile, cross town <laughs> and look, look, uh, look where we are. We're at 45 minutes in. We're getting to the story that we were going to get to. Getting to the point. Yeah. yeah here it goes. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, over the last few years, I just started to notice the, you know, the tampons that don't have the applicator. Yeah. The super eco-friendly ones. Right. I was like, I'm going to be super eco-friendly and I've used them in the past. and It's no big deal. So so I bought like the bulk size of them. So I didn't have any others. And I was like, why is this just hard to use? Like it's, it feels like something is encroaching. Yeah. Like it's a little obstacle course going on in here. Okay. So, so I, there, you know. Yeah. Some resistance. And- yeah. Yeah. Things just didn't, it wasn't a straight tunnel anymore. Remember the vagina is a tunnel. So uh-huh. it's not, yeah. it's not feeling very straight. So um, I went to several different doctors and, um, First, they couldn't figure it out and sent me to an ultrasound, which didn't show anything, and sent me to a specialist, the gynecologist. And very quickly, you know, they they have me come in and undress and um, stick their gloved fingers inside my vagina and, um, you know, tell me to to tighten my muscles and bear down and do all this exercise. And then very quickly, they're like, you have a prolapsed bladder. Oh. And I'm like, hmm. Okay, because, you know, in the past, my, my, what I was starting to share on our last episode was my um, hypochondriac self always was looking for something wrong with me. And so now I was like, you know, it's probably nothing like, whatever, I can use regular tampons, no problem. And so then I'm like, huh, okay, so it's actually a thing. Of all these times I've gone to the doctor thinking I was dying or, yeah. you know, totally had a brain tumor or whatever and my have, turns out, a super healthy brain. And um, so I go home and, you know, my husband is like, so what did the doctor say? I'm like, well, I guess I have a prolapsed bladder. And he's like, uh, that doesn't sound good. And I was like, nah, it's fine. Apparently I just have to go to the vagina physical therapist and do some vagina exercises and he's like there's a little pause in the conversation right and he's like is that a thing and I was like yeah I'm I'm pretty sure you know based on what I just went through somebody puts their fingers up your vagina and tells you to squeeze and then there's like a longer pause (laughs) like uh okay, are, are we sure this is, I was like, you know, maybe, maybe like, you know, he's just kind of like, you can see the wheel spinning. He's questioning like, okay, maybe, maybe you should do that. And then I was like, you know, I'm kind of done with doctors. Like I'm embracing my own innate wisdom. Do I really want to go spend the time and money on this? And uh, maybe we just do it at home. We, I don't know. Yeah. Get you the know? home gym. Yeah. I'm the like, vagina wanna... home gym. Well, yeah. And I'm like, you know, maybe my husband can help. Right. Well, he's like, does it have to be a finger? <laughs> <laughs> this like, is great. It's like, I don't know. So Let's I start th- Googling hmm. vagina PT 
And I'm like, yeah, I think they're, they're pretty, like, you have to go to school for this stuff. It sounds pretty legit. I don't know. <laughs> so, so then, yeah, that's how. But can there be some on-job training where he can learn <laughs> how to do, and you could do it together. I mean, cause right. that would be very intimate. Yeah. I do have a friend who's a, who's a pelvic floor physical therapist. That's, I think that's what they're actually How, called. how did it go yeah. with the, so it's a pelvic floor PT that yeah. you, you, that uh oh yeah because it's it's so i think they call it themselves pelvic floor pt because it's anybody who has a pelvis i guess right right so you they don't limit it to just people who have a vagina if you've got weak pelvic muscles anywhere you know if you're male yeah or female yep born male or female or you can go to these anything in between okay specialists and and tighten it up so oh, anyway, that's so cool. So did you do it? So I went twice and they want you to do like a lot of PT is like do six weeks back to back. And then each time you go, they're like, here's um, three different exercises. Do 10 sets of each every single day. Oh, it's so a that's lot. like 30 exercises, which is like, I don't know if you can wiggle your ears, but it's like a really fine tuned muscle that can be really difficult, right? You're trying to wiggle your ears right now, yeah, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, I know. yeah. I'm like, can I? I don't think I can. I can't. I'm not one of those people that can do that. I can't. My and I do know what you himself. mean. Oh, he did? Yeah. I don't know how. He he's... figured out how to connect yeah. his facial nerves. Yeah. That's great. That's an interesting yeah. thing. That shows a lot of neuroplasticity. Yeah. Well, so same. We can so have, anyway. And we can have, it is yes. a neuroplasticity thing because yes. if you're not tuned into your pelvic floor muscles right that in the kegels and and yes. how to tighten and release it was it a lot of tightening and releasing it's a lot of tightening and releasing it's different it's kegels but like different lengths of time okay and so, you like hold for 10 seconds and then completely release some of them are like as you stand up as you sit down okay are you holding something in like or uh, like are you holding on like I know I knew a girl who she had those ball those Benoit balls or something like oh. she did exercises where she would turn Whoa. these balls around like that they is- were sort of the size I don't know but anyway I'm doing this I don't know yeah. what size they're smaller than golf balls I believe but she would put those no in way. and like she would do this thing with her vagina where she could wow that's well, a much higher level than I ever God. And we saw Priscilla, <laughs> Queen of the Desert, where they're shooting ping pong balls. I did not see that. And if you've been to the Philippines, I mean, I've been, I entertained on some USO tours. And okay. then these men would look at me like, how boring this female cannot drop quarters one at a time wow. out of her out of her vagina. Like there are women who have, Whoa. it's almost like belly dancing when you think about how they have fine tuned their those all those muscles they do not need to go to the vagina exercise no but they they have got it there are women that will slice bananas that will drop quarters one at a time like it's a vagina show it's the vagina show for real the vagina show like they have that kind of idea oh there's these people that have so much like they probably practice like 200 times a day probably like like vagina ventriloquists yeah Wow. Wow. So there are people that, okay. So, but we, most of us are not walking around going, what, what can my vagina do? Right. So you don't think about it until your bladder starts to prolapse in (sighs) and you're like, where is that coming from? And there's a pelvic floor muscle that holds your bladder up. Yeah. Everything. It's, and it's, you think about it, right? Because the vagina is a tunnel. It's just air. 
Yeah, it's just soft mucus. I mean, mucus yeah. membrane. Sorry, mucus membrane. Yeah. It's just like the in, inside of your mouth or whatever. Right. So that's it. That's strong. And if it's, you know, over time and gravity. Wear and tear. And wear and tear. Whatever, wear and tear. <laughs> yep. You've birthed babies and whatever. Yeah. Whatever you know? you've done in your spare time is not my business. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I'm like, okay, this is something that, you know, it's a habit. They, they want you to build in, but they don't like ease you into it. Like most PTs, they just expect that. And maybe, I don't know, does everybody else go to the PT and then go back the following week and tell them the truth that, do they say like, oh yeah, everything went great. I totally did 900 exercises, but I, <laughs> so I went on like a Wednesday and I was like, okay, I got this. I did one, one day on like Friday. And I was thinking I was ahead of the game. And the next thing I know, it's Tuesday. Oh, no. And I was like, Tuesday came the- and I yeah. haven't done my vagina exercise. And I'm supposed to go back the next day. Okay. So I went back and they're like, how'd it go? And I was like, honestly, like, wh- who has time for this? So, and so then I'm like, okay, let me ask you this. Is this like a six week commitment? And I just got to just commit and, <sighs> and say, this is what I'm going to do. Put everything else to the side. And, and then I'm done for the rest of my life? Or is this kind of like a lifelong commitment? And the doctor said, it's a lifelong commitment, but here's the reasons why you wanted blah, 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 commit to it now. And, and I was like, you know what? Mine was a really mild case. I cannot do <laughs> vagina boot camp right now. Thank you. I will put this in my pocket for later. And like wow. maybe one exercise a month new. Right. on. I, I don't know. I got, I got, I also was really hungry before I went to the appointment. So I was just like, I can't You're do crabby. This. <laughs> like, this is ridiculous. Yes. I mean, that is a big commitment to yeah. take care of your vagina. Now I know people, I know they taught us, you know, pe- you've heard about doing, I know it's more than just kegels or kegels. Yeah. Some people say kegels, but like, yeah, I always say like, I mean, we can do it sitting here in our chair or yeah. you can do it sitting in your car or right. that's the cool thing about kegels. You can do them yeah. waiting in the line at the bank, yeah. but then it, that's just squeezing. And then the other thing they always say to do is like start to pee and then try and stop. Oh, I didn't get, I have you ever tried that? Like that level? Oh, well. I mean, that's just something I remember people saying, like, that's yeah. one way to keep your tone yeah. in your pelvic floor. Yeah. And I have failed that. I and thought that's bad. Like, but now no, I'm kind of good. Okay. To stop peeing in yeah. the middle. Oh, yeah. I don't know. They, it was just an exercise. So, okay. Hey, listen, as a nurse, we, I am yeah, not telling what <laughs> it was bad because it, but then you go ahead and pee. You don't, you don't right, leave. Right. You, don't, you don't pull your pants up and walk away. <laughs> You stay yeah. and you stay there. <laughs> finish the job. You do. You finish just it. Just make it super wildly uncomfortable. Yeah, so, so you don't enjoy peeing anymore. <laughs> don't enjoy just peeing, like, because it's such a nice relief. It's one, yeah. of the, one of the simple pleasures. No, now we're going to ruin it. <laughs> ruin one of your simple pleasures. Why? Now you make that work. Yeah. And then you're super excited to do that again. Yeah. <laughs> But I have, I caught myself Googling anal tone the other day. Oh, man. <laughs> this is a true story because yeah. I'm like, what is going on? I always hear comedians joking about getting older and sounding mm-hmm. like their grandpa passing <laughs> gas. Like oh, there's no. a different, there's a different yeah. tone and sound. And I was like, uh-oh, I think oh. I've crossed a line. Okay. And so I started, I thought I'm going to research. I put anal tone, how to increase <laughs> anal tone. And not just so that I can have nicer sounding flatulence but it is no it's uh it's ridiculous i was like wow they're 
So maybe I need to do something. I think I might need to do pelvic floor therapy. You're inspiring me, actually. Because There you go. I think I might. I don't know if I'll be able to stick with it either. Because, you know, I went to vision therapy for this lazy eye. Yeah. And I loved my vision therapist. And we worked together for months. And mm. I started bringing my eye in. This was after a surgery. And I wanted yeah. to keep it in. But then it was 20 minutes a day. Yeah. Every day. And then one variable kicked after another mm-hmm. and you know single mom in it and I don't know all of a sudden I yes. got out of the habit and all the other five things that people tell you is just five ten minutes a day yeah do yourself and breast yeah. exam do your kegels or, do your shoulders down yeah and um right and and train your dog that needs repetitive you yeah know, oh yeah things like 30 times a day oh right whatever. right like, we have to be great leaders for the pack and and relax and and remember to dust and it does <laughs> <laughs> and enjoy your life oh, and don't take right. yourself too seriously but seriously you should write this down and don't forget it yeah there's like yes oh, God. yes Stop. and remember recycle whenever possible <laughs> put your duster down <laughs> stop dusting start loving yourself we're doing our best we're doing okay and we are all right. We're okay. We are phenomenal. Even, I just had to. Even if that. if our pelvis is a little loose, let's yep. let's yep. It, let's just let's go with it. Absolutely. <laughs> we are enough. Did you guys laugh a lot? You oh, and your we husband? laughed so much. And I wrote a, a another. This is one of my picture books. Is because I was up in the middle of the night one night. Right. So you're asking, what's my process for writing? I don't know. I just write when it comes to me. So I can't sleep one night and it's right after this experience. And so I'm like, I'm just going to write down my thoughts about this. Yeah. Beautiful idea. Yeah. And so the, the title of my book, I brought it cause it's kind of long. I have to read it. When I grow up, I want to be a vagina exerciser, a book for adults about real jobs. No one ever told you about when you were a kid. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's going to be a picture book right so there's the vagina because then I was like how does somebody grow up I didn't even know this existed so then I, yeah I started thinking about all the other things that people can grow up to be you know like some some of course are weird body things like Jenny McCarthy's book belly laughs she talks about being pregnant and Something happened in her pregnancy. I don't remember the details, but she had to submit a stool sample to this doctor <laughs> who's like sniffing her poop. And she's like, and you know, so you're like, how, how, yeah. can you imagine, you know, you go home and your partner's like, wash your hands before dinner, make sure. Yeah. Know, like, and, and who are these kids that grow up? Yeah. What games like, like, well, I always ask this too, because I talk about it in my act about like, oh, I became a nurse because my mom tricked me by bringing home, get get things from the hospital for us to play with, you know, the gauzes and needles, you know, other girls got dolls that wet dolls that cried. I got a doll that Mm. choked. Um, and then she died and that was, you know, we were supposed to Annie for Christmas. Yes. But so it's not all just bodily stuff, right? It's also like, um, have you, did you ever go to that restaurant? Was it called Casa Bonita? I haven't been. It's it's reopened now. It's reopened. Yeah, the South Park guys bought it. Yeah, I haven't been either. But they, I went years and years ago, and they. I've never been. Like divers, it's like this two-story dining. Yeah, and they have cliff divers. Cliff divers and people dressed up in you know the big mermaid tails. Oh yeah. Yeah, and you have to buy food to get in, but the real reason people go is to watch this entertainment. And same thing at the Denver Aquarium. They have people who put on the little mermaid tail 
And that's, that's their job. They become a mermaid for work. And it was like so mind opening to me on all these levels, right? Because you know, I grew up and was like, I think I'll become an attorney. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Like, wait, I could have been a mermaid. <laughs> I could have been a mermaid. Nobody told me this was an option. Yes. But it is interesting how we end up at jobs. Yeah. And, uh, and fun- also what exists as a possibility, <laughs> yeah. you know, like all those career days. Yeah. Everybody, I'm very <laughs> clear on what it looks like to be a teacher or a firefighter yes. or a doctor. You know what I mean? But they didn't have a stand-up comedian say, here's no. the path to stand up comedy because I always wanted to do that and I had yeah. no idea how to do it yeah. and if not for that magical path crossing that night that I had the epiphany the commercial right. came on and said do you want to do this yeah. I would not have done it so it was it is cool like that would be fun career day we Mermaid. need mermaids and comedians <laughs> to show up you know? yeah that's kids hilarious. are gonna get excited that's a fun sketch comedy idea Seriously. Uh, would that be a fun sketch? Like in the yes. in the gymnasium of a high school, having somebody over there in, in, a, in a large <laughs> aquarium just flopping yes. like, yes. just what comes, you know, fill out, fill out this form. You know, there's always the Marine Corps always shows up, you know, that, that you yeah. can, you know how to become a Marine. So straight laced. The recruiters are there. Yeah. That's what does freak me out. Recruiters are at the high school wow. getting kids to sign up. It scares me a little bit that 17-year-olds can sign their <sighs> papers. Let's at least balance the Marines yes. with a mer, a merman. You could yeah. be a mer person. Yeah. You don't is, have to gender mermaid, it. Oh, because it's a maid. There's maidens. Yeah, be and a there's mer, mer person. Mer person. Yeah. Seriously. A mer one. A mer one. Yeah. <laughs> so many, so many good things. There's people, I saw this other thing on TV when I was like a kid of, Somebody whose job it was to test potato chips. Ah, uh, I want to do that. I love potato right? chips. Right. But they took it way too seriously. <laughs> oh. They were like, you have to, I don't know. you know, take the chip um, flavor side down on your tongue and put it in at the right angle. And I was like, oh my God, you're eating potato chips for work, you know, like lighten up a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> but we don't want to minimize the importance. Hey, if you're a potato chip <laughs> tester, we want you to know. Take, yeah, t- take yourself lightly, but take your job seriously. There you That's go. what they say. That's it. That feels like we're coming to closure. Perfect way to end. <laughs> all right. Thanks for, yeah, and, but you're doing okay. Yeah. You're, you're, you're doing all right. Absolutely. Yay. Yeah. It's okay. all good. Yay. <laughs> all right. And I have a new book idea off of it too. I so. love that. So that people That's... can see and learn. Yeah. What, what, who's it geared for? Women or children or both? Well, I, I think I might do one book geared towards adults uh-huh. and one book geared towards kids. Yeah. There so needs to be like a, a kid book. A little more maturity in one and more like really valid hey, you can actually be a mermaid if you want. You can be a potato chip tester, whatever. I love that. Yeah. Love it. So I want to do two, and then I don't know how to pitch it to traditional publishers. I don't know if I have to get it illustrated first. I don't know if they want to illustrate it. Well, if any, hey, if anyone's listening and you have information, because I have a lot of friends who have published books, and I have friends who are illustrators, and I... I will see what happens. Maybe we'll get, send it out, send it out to the loving universe. We'll connect you with the exact right thing. Yeah. Beautiful. Awesome. Thank you. All right. (laughs) I would like to encourage our listeners to know you can be anything and you can invent, you can invent stuff. And also one of the, I got, I wish I could find, and I got to find that interview with my grandma when I was in fourth grade. And she said, you know, people think everything's already been invented, but it's just beginning. Mm -hmm. What are you going to invent, Nancy? Yeah. And so what are you going to invent out there? Amber, 
you're going to invent like the gold gym for vaginas. <laughs> I'm going to write the book about all the things. That's <laughs> how I'm going to go. Oh, you're going to go. I'm going to figure out traditional publishing. So all right. But How'd that work? Maybe someone out there, you want to have the 24-7 vagina gym <laughs> that we yeah. could just walk in in the middle of the night? Vagina Olympics. Vagina Olympics. Kegels. Yeah. Kegel is a sport. All right. <laughs> I feel this. I feel healed. I feel. Yes. And I feel like this. This helped me heal something from my sixth grade Jeff. shame. Jeff. Yeah. If you're out there, Jeff Walser. <laughs> you know, probably but he just was, evolved too, and and we've just released yeah, it. Yeah, Jeff. Well, I mean, he. They, you know, we all tried to get rid of our own discomfort by putting yeah, it on someone else. I don't really sure. fault Jeff, and in fact, I would like to talk with him if he ever if he's out there. <laughs> Can you imagine? That'd be <laughs> I, wild. I hear from Jeff. Sorry, if you want to yeah. make an amends, go ahead and call. <laughs> Yeah, I owe somebody people amends from sixth grade. I don't even I I can't remember all the people I've said rude things to. Oh, uh, but th- but please be gentle with yourselves. Yeah, be gentle with yourself, Amber. Everyone listening, uh, let's be gentle with ourselves. And Absolutely, our, and our vaginas and free. Yeah, be free. Just let go of the shame. It's okay. a beautiful part of your body. Do you, what would be a visual for letting go of shame? This is where I mm. I love when people say put something in a pink hot air balloon. I mean, that's a nice color for a vagina. Is there any visual for releasing shame? Yeah. I love that image, though, of just releasing something to float up into the sky. Let it go to its higher place in the universe, be transmuted. That's the whole thing yeah. we do with trauma is transmute yes. the pain into light and love. So for me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wish that for myself and yes, others. Yes, absolutely. Woo. I think we, yeah, I'm with you. All Beautiful. Right. Thank you so much. Thanks, Amber. Yeah. This was a nice, softer landing. It was. Thanks for bringing me back for either episode one or episode two, to be determined. <laughs> yeah. Prequel. <laughs> yeah. All yeah. right. Thanks a lot. Peace you and love. You bet. Peace and love. I want to thank my guest, Amber Byers. Let me, we're going to put a lot of authors and books in the show notes that we mentioned on this episode, plus Kegels and Kegels. I say Kegel and then I say Kegel because I want celebrate diversity. Am I right? I want everybody to feel included. If you say Kegels, don't feel left out. I begin by calling them Kegels, then I call them Kegels. You know, balance. And what is the term I couldn't think of in the middle of the podcast? Oh yeah, the term was intellectual property. That's what I couldn't come up with. (laughs) And there's a reason for that. My lack of intellectual real estate. Because of my lack of intellectual real estate, I could not think of the term intellectual property. Okay. Are there any questions? Please message me through my website, nancynorton.tv. You can reach out to amber at tadpolepress.com. And I want to thank my son for putting together the music for Traumedy. And I want to thank you, the listeners, who turn out to often be guests. So if you have something you'd like to offer in our peer-to-peer sharing, how you've gotten through a rough patch and maybe how humor has helped you in your life, I'd love to hear about it. And again, reach out to me on my speak pipe. Yeah, baby, I got a speak pipe. It's right next to my cake hole. You know what I'm saying? And the speak pipe is just a button go to speakpipe.com forward slash Tromedy, T-R-O-M-E-D-Y. Tune in every Tuesday, a new episode of Tromedy every Tuesday. And remember, 
no matter what, keep laughing. 